Let's turn in the Scriptures to the book of Lamentations. Lamentations in chapter 2. Remember, it's uh, Lamentations is after the books of Isaiah and Jeremiah. If you've gone to Ezekiel, you've gone too far. Lamentations chapter 2, reading the whole chapter, verses 1 through 22. And uh, here, putting your, your mind, your heart in the frame of remembering of the exile of Judah to Babylon and uh, the affections of Jeremiah in what he sees, what he knows. And that's what we're reading here. And these are God's words, so let's give our full attention to them. How hath the Lord covered the daughter of Zion with a cloud in His anger, and cast down from heaven unto the earth the beauty of Israel, and remembered not His footstool in the day of His anger? The Lord hath swallowed up all the habitations of Jacob, and hath not pitied. He hath thrown down in His wrath the strongholds of the daughter of Judah. He hath brought them down to the ground. He hath polluted the kingdom and the princes thereof. He hath cut off in his fierce anger all the horn of Israel. He hath drawn back his right hand from before the enemy, and he burned against Jacob like a flaming fire which devoureth round about. He hath bent his bow like an enemy. He stood with his right hand as an adversary, and slew all that were pleasant to the eye in the tabernacle of the daughter of Zion. He poured out his fury like fire. The enemy was, or excuse me, the Lord was as an enemy. He hath swallowed up Israel. He hath swallowed up all her palaces. He hath destroyed his strongholds and hath increased in the daughter of Judah mourning and lamentation. He hath violently taken away his tabernacle as if it were of a garden. He hath destroyed his palace, his places of the assembly. The Lord hath caused the solemn feasts and sabbaths to be forgotten in Zion, and hath despised in the indignation of his anger the king and the priest. The Lord hath cast off his altar, he hath abhorred his sanctuary, he hath given up into the hand of the enemy the walls of her palaces. They have made a noise in the house of the Lord as in the day of a solemn feast. The Lord hath purposed to destroy the wall of the daughter of Zion. He hath stretched out a line. He hath not withdrawn his hand from destroying. Therefore, he made the rampart and the wall to lament. They languished together. Her gates are sunk into the ground. He hath destroyed and broken her bars. Her king and her princes are among the Gentiles. The law is no more. Her prophets also find no vision from the Lord. The elders of the daughter of Zion sit upon the ground and keep silence. They have cast up dust upon their heads. They have girded themselves with sackcloth. The virgins of Jerusalem hang down their heads to the ground. 
Mine eyes do fail with tears. My bowels are troubled. My liver is poured upon the earth for the destruction of the daughter of my people. Because the children and the sucklings swoon in the streets of the city. They say to their mothers, where is corn and wine? When they swooned as the wounded in the streets of the city, when their soul was poured out into their mother's bosom. What thing shall I take to witness for thee? What thing shall I liken to thee, O daughter of Jerusalem? What shall I equal to thee that I may comfort thee, O virgin daughter of Zion? For thy breach is great like the sea. Who can heal thee? Thy prophets have seen vain and foolish things for thee, and they have not discovered thine iniquity to turn away thy captivity, but have seen for thee false burdens and causes of banishment. All that pass by clap their hands at thee. They hiss and wag their head at the daughter of Jerusalem, saying, Is this the city that men call the perfection of beauty, the joy of the whole earth? All thine enemies have opened their mouth against thee. They hiss and gnash the teeth. They say, We have swallowed her up. Certainly, this is the day that we look for. We have found. We have seen it. The Lord hath done that which He had devised. He hath fulfilled His word that He had commanded in the days of old. He hath thrown down and hath not pitied. And He hath caused thine enemy to rejoice over thee. He hath set up the horn of thine adversaries. Their heart cried unto the Lord, O wall of the daughter of Zion, let tears run down like a river day and night. Give thyself no rest. Let not the apple of thine eye cease. Arise, cry out in the night. In the beginning of the watches, pour out thine heart like water before the face of the Lord. Lift up thy hands toward Him for the life of thy young children that faint for hunger in the top of every street. Behold, O Lord, and consider to whom thou hast done this. Shall the women eat their fruit and children of a span long? Shall the priest and the prophet be slain in the sanctuary of the Lord? The young and the old lie on the ground in the streets. My virgins and my young men are fallen by the sword. Thou hast slain them in the day of thine anger. Thou hast killed and not pitied. Thou hast called as in a solemn day my terrors round about, so that in the day of the Lord's anger none escaped nor remained. Those that I have swaddled and brought up hath mine enemy consumed. Those are God's word. Chapter 2 is very much the same as chapter 1. The reason there are so many calamities in the church is due to the evil of the church and covenant breaking and the Lord coming in judgment. You see in verse 17, He's referring back to when He's saying, that the Lord hath done that which He promised, that He fulfilled. He's fulfilling His Word. He promised this in Deuteronomy, the end of Deuteronomy, where He says, this is what happens to covenant keepers, blessing. And this is what happens to covenant breakers, judgment. 
And that's what's happened to Israel and now Judah. And again, it says in the Scriptures, judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it begin with us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And so in the time of Judah's exile here, he took away the temple, the presence of the Lord on the earth. He took away. Or what symbolized that? The very presence of God amongst His people He took away. And so in verses 1-9 through we see what the Lord is doing. That He's angry. And multiple times in the passage it says, He has not pitied. He has not pitied. He's the God of mercy. He's the God of compassion and pity. But He has not pitied. Because they're covenant breakers. They believe not the gospel. And then verses 10 through 19 describe the sorrow of God's children, especially Jeremiah, as they sit under the effects of the Lord's judgments and calamities upon Judah. And the plea at the end is Lord, show pity. Lord, be merciful. Shall it really be this way, Jehovah? Heal your people so that the hand that wounded would make the church whole again. And yet, again, the theme throughout is the Lord has not pitied. And so look, we are here, friends, to look at the affections of the one lamenting. Because he's teaching us, the Lord through him, is teaching us how to have godly emotions. How to have godly affections when one is in the midst of God judging the church. How ought you to feel when that happens and when that's happening? Jeremiah teaches us that. And the Lord through Jeremiah teaches us that. And today we see in the the church throughout the world, the Lord judging in many places. And in especially our own nation. It may be good and and fairly decent amongst us as a congregation. It may be good with the church and other nations. But here there's so much idolatry and rebellion in the church and the Lord is judging. We've seen that uh, much. As we consider the adulterous church, verse 11, do our eyes then fail with tears? Are our bowels troubled? If not, see the Lord's anger against His church where it is being shown and plead for godly emotions. Because if you're not having those godly emotions, then there is in you at least part of your heart, a heart of unbelief. There is in you a complacency, a coldness, a lukewarmness. But the feelings of the Savior are what we need. When He, we heard last Lord's Day, when He looked upon Jerusalem, what did He do? And He saw rebellious, His rebellious church. He wept. He was troubled. Here we see the same thing. Now we might plead 
and be moved as we look to Jeremiah, as we look to the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, uh, we might be moved to a greater holiness in Christ by His grace. And then also, as in, that, in examining our hearts, whether we be in sin or covenant breaking. And then turn from our other rebellions, any rebellions of our heart, and be moved not only to joy, which we have in Christ, but also mourning over the state of the church that we see where there is covenant breaking. And so we need to plead for godly emotions. Let's pray. Our Father, we're thankful for this book. We know as we consider the, the church in our nation, don't often hear preaching from the book of Lamentations. Some people probably skip over Lamentations in their daily reading of the Bible. Or they just don't grasp it. They think it's just for that time in the past. But it is not for the time of the past. It is for your people now. It's applicable to us today. When your people who, are, who profess your name go and break covenant with you and rebel against you and commit idolatry and, and many idolatries and wickedness. And there's no longer preaching in the church, but there's uh, a drive to be to entertain when the worship has turned from obeying your commandments to rather obeying what men desire to see and feel, which is like the, the radio station K-Love. It's always positive and encouraging and instead of realistic. When you are the God who does not change, and here we see you're the God who is angry with your covenant people. Who have rebelled. We pray that we would not be those who have rebelled. And if we have, Father, turn us back by Your Spirit and grace. Show mercy to us. Father, show mercy to Your church that has rebelled. And if us, then we too, show mercy. And grant us these emotions. These emotions that for some of us, or for all of us, or many of us, we struggle with. We are... Not perfectly holy. And we can see that often when we consider how well we mourn and grieve over sin and wickedness. Even when we see sin in the world, and we consider uh, all the peoples around us and the wickedness, even on this, the Sabbath day, and so many businesses opened and sports exalted and, and all these things, Father. And yet we're not sorrowful we're not grieving our bowels are not struggling like when we have stomach pains father we are complacent and comfortable with it because we we have known that we have not really known anything else in our experience with the world but father grant us to know that this is not right godly it is and it ought not to be normal. It is abnormal because of sin. And so, Father, we pray that you would move us to tears as we consider your righteousness and holiness and as we consider then what we see with our eyes. 
and hear with our ears. The wickedness around us, even in the church of Jesus Christ, the visible church. And so teach us your ways, not just the doctrines, but even the affections, that we would be holy as Christ is holy, who mourned over Jerusalem when He looked upon its evil there before He was crucified. And uh, Father, we do pray that You would help us, for we are a complacent, comfortable, lukewarm, often lukewarm people. And Father, make us burning hot with zeal for the Gospel and for Your holiness. Father, we're thankful today, even as we ought to mourn, we're also thankful for the Gospel. We are filled with joy, uh, for Christ has died for our sins, for those who have believed. And Father, as we come and we love You, uh, Father, we ask that You would receive us for the sake of Christ Your Son, that You would turn our hearts to You, that You would grant to us much blessing, and not because we deserve it, but because of Christ Your Son. We're thankful that the many who were sick or unable to be here last Lord's Day are here this Lord's Day. We're thankful that Patricia is feeling better and that uh, You're continuing to heal Larry's eye. And uh, Father, we're thankful Kendall is here as uh, well as others. Father, we pray that You would be with those who might be sick now, not feeling well now, we pray that You would uphold them and strengthen them and grant them the grace of healing at the perfect time, whether in this life or the next. Even those who might have cancers or bad knees or hips or shoulders, all these things, Father, we pray that You would heal Your people and grant us those new glorified bodies uh, when our bodies are resurrected. And so glorify Your people in Christ. And Father, we pray as well that You would be with the mothers here who have babies in the womb uh, and uh, those of our extended families. We pray that You would uphold them and strengthen them and grant them good health. We pray for the babies too, that You would give them good health and bring them uh, to, to be delivered safely into uh, this world on the other side of the womb, that is. And Father, we pray that You would grant them Good health. We pray above all things, though, for everyone here, including those in the womb, that You would grant Your Holy Spirit to be poured out in power and uh, that the heart would be changed from a hard heart to a softened heart. And even our children here uh, who um, have heard the Gospel so many times, we pray that You would soften their hearts and cause their hearts to be hard and no longer if they are hard. And Father, we pray that You would grant them faith and repentance unto life in Christ Your Son. And so pour out Your saving grace, Your sovereign grace upon Your people and give us all the gift of faith that we would follow after You in all things as You have predestined us unto much good works. And then, Father, we pray that You would be with our, our, um, our worship as we continue worshiping You now. We pray that You would uphold us, that You would not, as we deserve, strike us down or consume us with fire from heaven, but rather, Father, receive us uh, in Your mercy. And by Your grace, grant us Your Word that we would hear You 
even as we sing and as we hear the preaching of your word. Grant faith to be mixed with the hearing. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.